the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. Wow, that is that is some Sunday energy. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I ain't another it's, cup it's, of coffee. <laughs> it's my Zyrtec. I, you know, Man. allergies are, are, are blowing in, and my Zyrtec uh-huh. just just took one this morning with some coffee, and you know. I can finally breathe and not think it's the the other pandemic thing going around my world. So, you know, yep, you know, and yeah, but hey, this is the Minnesota Football Show. We are your co-host. I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, Eric Silva Brenneman, and of course, the oh. amazing, now famous, famous or of all of us, Bridget McDowell, who that's right. I, I wanted to ask Bridget right off the bat, like, because I don't even think we talked in the last part. You've now are like writing for so many different soccer websites, media mogul. Yes, right. Yeah. And like, you got you, <laughs> like, 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 I just want to bum a pass, a media pass off of you just once so I can sit up in the in the in in, in some sort of booth at one point. But no, t- talk us about you. So, so you can sit up in the booth and then get yelled at and ask to never return. No, no, <laughs> like no. I, I, I know. He, I know how. I to think navigate. he knows how to how to stay quiet. Okay. <laughs> I know how to navigate. I know how to navigate. <laughs> my friend, we've had this conversation before. You are the one that that, that throws the Molotov cocktails. I'm the yeah. one that's the organizing in the background to make sure that no one gets Fair. busted. Fair. That's how we work. <laughs> so yes, I can I can navigate spaces, right? And I can I can be in there, but I just I wanted to congratulate congratulate you absolutely congratulations, awesome. yeah. Bada bangs, Bridget. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't you tell the Go ahead. We didn't talk about it last weekend because it literally happened Monday. So <laughs> let them know. Let the listeners know the new gig and a couple of the new uh, organizations and things that you're working with. Yeah, so I am now tagged as associate editor on E Pluribus Lunum. Um, we, I mean, Ashley and I have talked about like collaborating a little bit for a long time now, and um, we've obviously sat next to next to that whole crew uh, in the United Press Box for a few seasons. So, um, yeah, we were kind of talking about doing stuff together, kind of tag teaming a little bit, and then. Uh, I had little extra time and she needed some more words on the site. So I uh, joined them and, and their sister site, essentially uh, Northern Lights Football, which I believe is going to be uh, rebranding a little bit um, shortly. But uh, that's where all of the, so EPL is where all the United stuff goes. Northern Lights is where all of the other local um, and women's soccer content goes. So you'll see me on on Lights Football at Twitter for Minnesota Aurora, and then EPL for United. And this includes you being in the uh, in the box press box for Aurora. Yep. With yeah, with first, one MJ. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, congratulations to MJ too, because he's yeah enough for soda soccer. He's he's put out some really interesting articles. So yeah, like, he has, yeah. So props to him and Most all, all the people. But no, I'm just excited because like I was like, you know, I'm just like I'm very slow on Twitter news sometimes, right? And so like I think it was Wednesday. You're slow. I'm not even there. So yeah. This is, this is the, yeah, this is why we have <laughs> this is why we have like a diary for things that Eric yeah. missed. And this is one of the things you missed, right? Bridget's our lifeline, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so that was one yeah. of those things that you missed, you know, that, that Bada Bane's Bridget. It's it's really cool. We're yeah. all we're all super proud. Yep. Mm-hmm. Old 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 man over here. We're proud of our baby. <laughs> yeah, and I got to see Bridget too, and we'll talk about this later on after we do that, after we get into it. But like, uh, once we get to the Aurora section, it's just uh, you know, it was a lot of fun being able to catch up to you again and and let's, seeing pictures you know, of let's, you. Let's use that as a as a segue and just go there because that's really happy, awesome news. And I actually wasn't able to attend, so I will I will just let you two gush. Why don't you start right there, Minnesota Aurora home opener. Um, team opener first ever first everything um one one tie is the final sold out crowd i'm not sure exactly what that number is um i'm gonna be quiet and i'll let you all take it from there i think it was like 5219 in attendance yeah total tickets sold were 5600 but uh yeah gate number was like 5212 something like that so yeah um yeah massive massive crowd um a loud uh vocal crowd it was i mean there's a lot of casuals there but also you know the revontulet uh supporters group and a bunch of other folks um on the broadcast i believe they were referred to as the gray clouds <laughs> um so they haven't had that much press yet but uh yeah no it was it was fun lots of um lots of local media attention as well lots of national media attention um the w league uh president or ceo i'm not entirely sure how those offices work uh she was there um so they showed off the trophy that will be like you know the league championship trophy um but yeah it was awesome experience uh and just good to see did you get to touch a trophy i did not Oh, man. We didn't even know that it was there until like, we're sitting in the press box and we glance up on TV and they're talking about like where they're going to put the table for the trophy. And we're like, oh, wait, what? And it's down there on the pitch. Right. So, yeah, we, we were upstairs. We didn't get to go. go but also it. like, you know, Michael Boxel was there and then the coach for the Lynx were there. I mean, it wasn't just, yeah. you know, like casual folks. There were people who who were in there yeah, that, like, that were that. So, I mean, that was that was really cool. Like, like, I think overall, like walking to TCO is, is it's a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice little atmosphere when you walk in, but like, once you, once you peer over the rails and you see the stadium and, and you see all the people there, it's just a whole different feeling, you know? And I, and yeah. I, I, I totally, and people might not like what I say, but I totally got Nessie vibes. Like when I yeah. walked in there and I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, first of all, I was late because I was coaching again, a game, a, a kid's game at, <laughs> at Salvo. So like I literally, and here's a, here's a clue, fellas and people. If you're going to be late, it pays to be late to an Aurora game because you get to park in the ramp. 
instead of parking out in a big old parking lot, I got to park in the ramp. So like literally like five minute walk, like my Nubia was texting me. He's like, oh, we waited, you know, X, X, X minutes, right. To be able to get in. And like, and I'm like, oh, wow. So I probably won't even make it till like 10 minutes after the game. No, literally five minute walk, scan my ticket, got in. I saw Wes and my friend Rob, uh, Rob Spence uh, doing the merch. And then I like kind of walked to where my kids were and uh, G and a friend were there and Nubia and man, it was packed. Like, huh? and it was outdoors and it kind of gives you like a Coliseum vibe, right? Cause everything goes down. Yep. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a lot like walking into Allianz where you're kind of out in the neighborhood and then you walk into the stadium and it's a whole, like whole different world, whole different atmosphere. Uh, I think it's going to work perfectly. Um, and it's, I mean, it's small enough that, I mean, you're not like packed in there at all. There's plenty of room. Um, the concourses are nice and wide, uh, but it feels, um, feels cozy and like, you know, everyone's there for the same thing. So if they keep packing that, it's going to be a really fun atmosphere no matter what. Um, so, oh, go ahead. No, you. I was going to mention so that that five thousand whatever number you said. Um, I think I, I talked to Wes at one point. He said having that number as a sellout actually puts them like mid-table NWSL in terms of numbers, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, like right behind uh, Casey Current, I think. Right. Yeah, that's like a, sixth, sixth or seventh. Yep. Yeah, it's huge. Um, that's phenomenal. If you look at some of the other big teams i think uh gotham new york city draws mm-hmm. like maybe 2000 on average Look at and that. that's a and that's a massive market so right right exactly um, so if you you know if you kind of look at the context of some of those numbers obviously like uh la and san diego are drawing bigger numbers because it's california it's you know a condensed market and yep. a lot of big names but I mean, you could say the same thing about New York and they're drawing 2,000. So right. um, 3,000 of those alone are season tickets right? Uh, and like community Amazing. owners. So right. um, I think they'll regularly draw like at least 3,000. And, that, and that's a Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night before a holiday weekend. So right. um, the next game, I believe, is what, noon on a Sunday. So um, that crowd's going to be a little bit different and, Right. I think that'll be awesome too. Yeah, Can you speak a little bit to the to the match itself, the yeah, first no, ever totally. goal, and go ahead. No, I think uh, um, I I wanted to go because like I asked uh, Bruce, friend of the, I don't know if he's a friend of the podcast here, but regardless, friend of ours, uh, regardless. Uh, which which like, Bruce? Do Nord? Yeah, do Nord. Because usually of course he is, man. He's he, been on he, this show. <laughs> I totally forget how long ago Bruce Denord was on this show. So please forgive me. I have a memory of a snail. He, he, back in the studio days, he he, he right. came into uh right. yeah, he yeah. came into KRSM. But just Go like ahead. like I asked I asked Bruce, I was like, it's like, so we usually get rankings for your players, right? And I was like, Do we get one for Aurora? He's like, No, I'm gonna leave that up to the experts. Because like I, you know, at, at the very first after watching the replay, which you can watch the replay on the eleven uh sports app, um I suggest that you can watch that. Um, it, it all started, you could totally tell that Green Bay had been playing together for a while. Like they knew where people were and their passes were crisp and they were on point into the space that they needed to be. 
Uh, and so for for a while, you know, uh, Aurora was 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 playing to contain, but also playing to counter. And so like we saw a lot of long balls, right? And there wasn't a lot of action in the midfield. Uh, but then as the game progressed more and more, and Aurora started getting more possession, eventually dominating more in that aspect of it. Uh, they there was a lot of really cool things that were happening in the midfield. Like I really like Kelsey is like a heck of like I really like her as a center back. I think um, number 27, she, I don't know, commands, is confident, right? Uh, I think Preston was well good. Um, I think um, and the forwards, Turner, uh, Jill Bennett, and Maya Hansen, they're all very talented. Turner has a, has a, has a, um, has a motor speed, but geez, but Bennett is like, uh, Eric, do you remember um, an Ecuadorian player that used to call uh, El Tren or something like that? Um, something Hurtado, El Tren Hurtado. Because they were a forward that was physical, but like, it's literally like Bennett is like, I don't want to, I don't want to run into Bennett if they're running in my direction. <laughs> like, I'm literally just going to jump out the way. Like, I don't care. Like, love, love the energy and love the ideas. Um um, there was just a lot of like good plays, and then of course there was a lot of like you know uh, missed passes and missed opportunities that that happened. But that that develops with more playing time together. I mean, this team's only mm-hmm. been together for like three weeks. I think uh, Green Bay's been together for I don't know how many. They've, years. <laughs> they've been playing. They were playing WPSL from yep. 2019, I think. And it's- a lot of the same players so so yeah and that's a good squad too they yeah they're, they're really they, good i mean counter. they yeah you can definitely see it they hold their shape really well it was kind of cool to see from from the press box being up a little higher so you really watch their shape move through the midfield um and the array that they they kind of do the the diamond formation press in out um they know how to use that space and they know exactly where another player is going to be so uh, when they went for a long ball, there was always somebody on the end of it. Uh, and that's definitely where those center backs came in. There were a lot of pretty heavy challenges, you know, right in front of the goal um, to deny those chances. Um, but yeah, a lot of that first half was played in the final third at either end. They're, you know, moving through midfield, um, lots of quick passing, but uh, it was kind of one of those foot race kind of matches counter after counter after counter. Um, Sarah Fuller had to make a save in like the 40th second of the game. Right. Um, so, and that, I mean, that was, and that was massive. I mean, we've, we hear so much about a lot of these players, Sarah Fuller, especially um, just being the historic athlete that she is. Um, you know, a lot of fans there are, probably there for some of the player hype and, and, you know, wanting to, to kind of see the athleticism that they've brought onto this squad. Uh, and she gave a perfect illustration of that with, with these saves. And um, I think that kind of helped get the crowd into it too. It was, it was kind of quiet at the beginning right. um, and that'll come with time too, kind of as right. I mean, uh, we see that all the time, but right. um I mean, you could tell each save, each opportunity, each big challenge, the crowd got a little bit more more alive and a little bit more vocal. And mm-hmm. the players were 
were feeding off of that too. So um, I know after the match, they all, they were all talking about how great the crowd was and, and how it really kind of kept them going through that. So um, yeah, yeah, first, first half was kind of hit or miss, but uh, they turned it on in the second half. Yeah. um, Abby was uh, our left back was switched by, uh, is it, it, uh, was it Shelby? Shelby Hopio. Hopio. Thank you. Yeah. And I think you were telling me that they just like literally just landed from Hawaii, like what, three, four days ago? Yeah. Like days, days before. So she had gotten like one or two training sessions in with the team. Um, and she's, I mean, she said she was ready to go. So after halftime, uh, coach Nicole put her in uh, and right away, I, I don't think any of them were expecting her to make that impact right away. Um, and for her to be a player to, to do that, playing more defensively too. Um, but yeah, great. I mean, she just swung that ball and there was a miss, miss touch by the keeper Stumbach, but, um, so there was some question if that would go down as an own goal, but they did end up crediting it to Opio. Um, and she's, she's so young. She's and again, she'd like literally landed Monday or Tuesday and to, to get into a game on Thursday. Um, and score. And score, <laughs> yeah. What an incredible story. I didn't realize it was like the, the same player. That's phenomenal. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So she's, um, she's going to be fun to watch. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, having a moment like that uh, under their belts is going to be huge too. Um, and if this, if this is how they're playing, you know, with – after two, three weeks of workouts together and a few of these players, you know, just, just arriving, right. um, finishing school. And, um, I mean, some of the, there's a couple of players in high school who, uh, like s- skipped class the first week of training in order to be at training. So I totally would have. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm How a, would I'm, you not? I, I would have been like, you know, this is my <laughs> senior skip day. That's it. Yeah, basically. This is, this is Rodrigo Bad Dad. He's coming through now. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Let's go to training. It's fine. Trig's going to be there tomorrow. It's okay. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> look, look, the reality is if you are a senior and mm-hmm. at this point, right, you have been accepted by a university. Like, what happens after you turn in your grades is not going to matter much. It's not going to you know, matter. This- you this, already this put relates... that down payment on the yes. on the graduation gown. You're this, you're good to go. Was, <laughs> this was this was Eric uh, going to France, France Foreign Exchange after he graduated and supposed to take classes while right. in France. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. yeah, Eric. Eric took stuff. Yeah, <laughs> classes. That's so sure. Ma- massive air quotes. That's right. Massive That's air right. quotes here. But... Uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, the Green Bagel. Oh my if god! You, if y'all remember. That was okay. So here's the thing, though. I mean, I think throughout, and Bridget, let me know if I'm wrong on, on this aspect, but I thought that our, our, our defensive line, when uh, Shelby came in, uh, got a little stronger. I, I think the mm-hmm. use of our fullback, at least our, our, at least Shelby, pushing into the attack zone was was great. But they were also very good at trying to get the ball. And then you have Kelsey and Preston, and I think McKenzie. On the right side, got really um, 
Um, like they're fast too. And there were a couple of yeah. times where they made a couple of runs all the way from like half field. And I was like, wow. Right. And I think there was a run that, that, that she made where she took the ball. Right. And then as she was dribbling towards the, the box, totally could have seen, I think it was Bennett that was open in, in, in the space and could have laid it off, but didn't and tried to take a shot and didn't go well. But Overall, like I thought our defensive line was pretty good, but as, as you do with any team, right? Like a, a team that just know each other, you're going to have defensive mistakes. And I think that's what happened with the, with the, um, with the green Bay goal is that there was a defensive mistake in our defensive third and dear Lord, uh, I don't know who crossed it in, but geez, that cross was just beautiful. And then the goal and then the forward totally, went uh, in a diagonal direction towards the ball and then used the momentum of the ball to chip Sarah. And yeah, granted, Sarah wasn't prepared, but who's prepared to lose their ball in their, in their defensive Red, third, yeah. right? They're, yeah. You're trying to push everyone up, right? Because you're trying to get it, you're trying to secure the goal. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a defensive turnover and you, you're backpedaling and then someone chips you with a beautiful header. It was a beautiful header. I saw it on my end. I, I was not mad about the goal. I was like, you know what? That's a, no. That was a beautiful goal. Right on. Well, there's your final one, one. Uh, wow. I, I appreciate that from both of you. I'm living vicariously. I will, I will be out there shortly for sure. Uh, weekday evenings just are not the best for me. That's usually when I'm, I'm heavy work and heavy lesson, giving lessons and all that good stuff. But uh, I'll be, I'll be there for sure. Just take your lessons. Like there's open area. You can just pick a corner yeah. in the stadium. Yeah. In the stadium. <laughs> right. There, there was don't, little, mind, don't mind the guy with the cello and the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you you leave a hat out there as you get the people who just drop by. Oh, yeah. And you tips. Yeah. Like, and then just, if anyone uh, says. Just, just set up on that uh, Grey Duck vodka <laughs> deck. There you go. Oh, hey. Now, okay. okay. Boom. Um, Hit, no, yeah. if you, when you do get out there, I mean, there's there's plenty of individual players who are fun to watch and we're going to see, you know, a lot of different players with this league. Uh, you have seven subs. Um, there's no re-entry, but you see a lot of different players coming out. And um, I mean, that's partly because it is uh, for development and also because they're playing so many matches and like mm -hmm. the season is like five and a half weeks long. Right. So, right. Um, there's, there's a lot of minute management going on there, but, but that means that you see a lot of different players. Um, and there's like so many are just fun to watch. Um, there was a good 20 minute stretch of the first half where I was really only paying attention to Cha in the midfield. Um, her use of space. She's right. The, the difference in size and physicality on the squad is insane. I mean, Sarah mm -hmm. Fuller's like six, two and, and built like a wall and she's yeah. great in goal. Um, a lot of the same attributes as Dane St. Clair, which we mm -hmm. can get into later, but um, mm -hmm. you know, those, those diving, leaping full extension saves. Um, and then you have Cha who's maybe five feet tall, mm -hmm. uh, fast, um, really works little spaces. She was going like one V five a few wow. times. Just, I mean, it was kind of like, uh, Reynoso getting, you know, just getting toe poked out all night. That's, those are the spaces she put herself in and she could get out of them and dribble out of them and, and make things happen. And, and so many other players are just going to be 
insane to you know see them develop right. and see where they go from here. Her so, cool. her corner kicks and her corner kicks are so like nice to watch. I want to say mm-hmm. beautiful, but like because she puts the backspin on the ball. Yep. So like it's like a floater corner, but it's right in the spot that you want it to be. So there are like a couple of corners that that, that she took were great, and I was like, one of those are gonna are gonna go in eventually, but. I mean, there, I think, there was one that came close. I mean, there yeah. someone got someone got a head on it, and I think there was just just caught it at a weird angle, and there's a little bit too much backspin, and so instead of going in, it just went like straight up and over the crossbar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's and that's going to come with time too. Now they know exactly yeah. how she's serving up those balls, yeah. and they're going to know how to um, how to take those. But, well, but I think I'll call over. time. Yeah, oh, she's got to go, get in her No, I was, I was just <laughs> going to say, I really, I really like that they were like, uh, I think it was big for a lot of kids to see local kids play. Like mm-hmm. Hanson, I forget, I forget the other two, but there were at least three that I know. And um, to be able to get that opportunity to watch, uh, you know, kids play and, and kind of give a tip hat to the Lightning, right? Who were mm-hmm. there uh, before that, right? And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a great start. I'm looking forward to making as many games as I can, and um, you know, it was it was awesome. Excellent. Well, now on to more uh, depressing things because this is the Minnesota football show. We have to cover up their Minnesota football. Um, I'm trying to avoid Minnesota United as much as possible, so I'm going to go to Minneapolis City first here. Um, kind of kind of a, a rough start as we expected um, when we talked to coach Matt and the team and a new league in USL two, uh, they've played four games. They're currently winless in USL two. They have one tie. Um, you know, they, they're always in these matches. It's not like they don't belong there. It's just a matter of, you know, having a little bit of luck and, and getting that W. Uh, I think the one that really stings was this, this most recent one they played on Friday, crosstown rivals, St. Croix in Stillwater, which would have been a great one to get that first win. And they lost one nil to St. Croix. So that one, that one smarts a little bit more than the others, I think. But uh, hopefully they'll be able to start turning things around um, and get some W's on the board. NPSL is also having a, a rough ride. I, I didn't put the full uh, schedule out here, but I know they recently lost to Med City. And they had some other ones as well that were, again, close losses, but losses nonetheless. So I, I, I say all this basically to set up the next part. And I know, Rodrigo, you're tied into this much more than I am, but the futures are on a tear <laughs> like they're doing great <laughs> which which is a great positive outlook to know that like you know the, the next generation that's going to be filling a lot of these gaps is is just out there like destroying and 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 then doing really well i can't i'm not even sure what their full record is right now but i know they're winning on the regular um so you know I'm a Libra. You know you, you take the balance we you get a little bit of a a little bit of b winning <laughs> winning tying <laughs> I think they, I don't know if they, they tied Laura FC or they lost to Laura. I forget if they, yeah, they tied uh, Laura, but Laura is a, a well-coached team because I know the head coach. Uh, he's, um, he's a Blackhawk coach, but he's also like, he's gotten, you know, he goes overseas to get his certification. So they picked him, but like overall, like, I mean, I think the futures are doing it. I, I was able to t- talk to somebody from the futures that was at the game um, and they were um, just, just telling that they, you know, the, they, they see the potential, what they have with the team. So they know they, they know they should win every game that they play hopefully, but there are some teams in here that are, 
that are a little bit more further. But as always, right? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad to see that the futures uh, are embracing as well as uh, Minneapolis cities, at least the admins for the Twitter accounts, the the watch that we started, right? The Mutu watch. Mutu has been consistent in starting and getting playing time, and I'm just excited to be able to do that. I'm trying to see if I can go to one of these games eventually after the season's over or before the season's over just to be able to have a better um, understanding of what, what the Futures is doing. But, um, I mean, you know, we didn't think about this. Like, you remember when this when this program started, what, two years ago, three years ago? What, the future? Two years ago, like the Futures aspect of it, right? We weren't so sure what was going to be. But now you look at it, like, you know, our summer nights, um, so uh, our summer nights mostly now are, are filled with soccer, soccer stuff, right? You can go to a Futures game, you can go an Aurora game, you can go to a Minneapolis City game, and if you really want to go to the trifecta, you can you can force feed yourself to go to a Minnesota United game at the same time too. Uh, let's see. What else did you want to talk about? Do we just want to hop in and talk about the the loons against? Just to recap, we uh, um. Minnesota against Dallas. When was this game? I totally forgot. Like I've had, there's been so Sunday. much soccer. Yeah, last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. There's been so much soccer within like the week that it's just, I just, you know, you got Champions Leagues, you got everything, you got, you know, EPL, you got all the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the Loons were able to defeat uh, the top number two team um, in the Western Conference at that moment, which is Dallas. Um, it was a remember the beautiful um, areola goal in the 59th minute. I don't know if anyone remember that one, but that was that was a blast. Yeah, you you can't be bad about that one. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why can't we sign areola? Why didn't we even try? Like, like I think it's time for like. I love that Minnesota United is always trying to look for talent and the scouting outside of the United States, but. Why not pay some guy $2.5 million that's, you know, from the system and actually might be able right. to do some stuff, right? You know, uh, and, but um, the game was 2-1. Uh, Lude and uh, DJ Taylor, who's been having a great couple of games, um, not only as, uh, because he got to score and got an assist last game, uh, but he also got, it's just, you know, trying to fill in that spot and he's doing a decent job for Metanier at this moment, right? I think there was a couple of plays where, like, he used his body to shield and stop a play or decrease mm-hmm. the, the severity of a play. And I think those are the, the things that people don't see, right? Um, and I think those are things that are more valuable to me than the aspect of him trying to, you know, score. And his goal was, was a nice goal, uh, a half volley that, uh, bounced around and it went into the goal and um, literally, um, you know, uh, put the put the loons to where they needed to be at um, in order to contain this game. And so you go from that um, feeling good into starting another week. But um, as we will talk <laughs> later on, right? That's a good um, transition. Just take it. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we can just uh, talk about that, and then you. You go into uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, right? um, when uh, U.S. Open Cup, when we go into play the Bulls of Union Omaha, 
Mm-hmm. And um, if you listened, if you heard anything at all, it was um, it uh, a lot of uh, there was like a couple of dozen of the fans that came all the way out here. So it was it, and then there's pictures of them being at the black card and at the Megan Rapino uh, uh, mural. Uh, but they were also in the stadium. Right. And I think um, from the get go. Right. I think the six minute Unu, who's who if you were to judge was having um is having an okay or a better than okay uh US Open Cup scored two goals every and um he scored they score a goal in the sixth minute and and you really are thinking oh yeah like we're we're penetrating Fragapani is doing a sting we got the roster though even though it was a 16 person roster instead of your typical 18 um you know um you 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 kind of get this feeling that okay this might be another New Mexico where we rocked them. Was it seven one or seven zero? Seven one, right? Yeah, set the uno, right? Yeah. The and then um and right before halftime, they they get a ball that's controversial because people thought the player might have been outside, but I don't know if Eric Dick could have done well. I think he could have done better by uh, positioning himself. But this is also like you know someone who is on the death chat death chart right low on the death chart and then um doesn't really get a lot of playing time on the first team at all and, and it gets an opportunity to be there and they don't um and then we go into halftime one one and that's a different um mentality to go into a game being up one than being tied one that way and after that um we had substitutions but and we had opportunities, but we didn't have players available, and I think it just leads to uh, what we all saw: Brito on a on a on a real decent goal. Um, was this goal was sick. Pick. This goal, this goal was awesome. Uh, um, was this, who, who, was, was it a was it a half volley? I forget. Or was it? It was uh, a full volley. He off, off the volley. chest. Okay. Yeah. But but what I'm trying to remember is who one of the Minnesota United defenders heads it incorrectly and i'm not sure who that was that that sends it basically to him. i think it was common I okay think. there you go yeah so trying to clear it he basically sends it right to it but he's just like ah not my birthday but thank you <laughs> or no it wasn't common because common was suspended yeah we suspended one. so it was somebody else um, whoever it was. it was kevin gucci kevin gucci that's what it was yeah was it? whoever was right there yeah 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 spectacular I mean, volley off the chest boom yeah, and I mean, give you have to give Eric Dick some credit because he literally did not know he would be playing until like 10 minutes before kickoff. Um, Tyler Miller was supposed to start, uh, had a, a abdominal injury of some sort. He had a, and a thorax so put, injury. <laughs> <laughs> so, they put, uh, so they put Eric in. And I mean, he's literally his first minutes I think he yeah. had what one appearance for the second team um when they were trying to give Fred a break or something but um it it could have been more <laughs> yeah it really could have been more uh for Omaha so um yeah I mean there's there were definitely some positives and in the first half and, you know, things kind of fall apart as, as they do for the squad. Um, but yeah. Two to one is the final. Um, 
I, I didn't get a chance to obviously be there or even listen to this one, but I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't going a little bit for Union Omaha, just knowing this competition and, and having, a, having a USL team uh, now in the quarterfinals. In fact, there's two. We, we can talk about the other big result, which was um, Sacramento Republic defeating San Jose 2-0. So two well, USL teams. Go ahead. But uh, Sac Republic is um, like second tier, though. So Union Omaha right. is the only, like the only third division. Third division. Team Thank you. Left in. Yeah. Correct. 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 Uh, which is awesome. So I mean, I mean, on one hand, it sucks that Minnesota got smoked at home, but you got to give credit due to Union Omaha for for coming and and doing the thing and doing their job and. It's awesome. I, I, I played so many tournaments in Omaha, you know, decades ago. So I have very fond football memories, specifically in that city. And there was no professional team, <laughs> you know, 25 years ago. So to, to think that they've come this far, um, and talking to our, our, our friend, um, Pat, uh, P- Pedersen Roberto yesterday, he's like, you know, on a, on a That's multiverse. Yeah. Pedersen I, I Roberto. Pedersen, I keep forgetting that defensive star or, or he's he was a, a winger i think or midfielder but anyway he basically said in a multiverse alternate timeline you're on that squad it's <laughs> like ah, that's, <laughs> that's that's very kind that's very kind um okay so let, let's take this moment rodrigo has something queued up from extra time with with charlie davies who who is no stranger to uh having things to say about minnesota united but this one was was particularly spot on and Right. Boy, he 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 brought some fire, so I'll let you right. run it. Which is which is just the reaction uh, uh, from what Boxel had said after the game, in which like to kind of paraphrase is that you know yeah we're not happy with the results. Um, if you're a professional, you know you shouldn't be happy with what you are. But we also had players on the bench that could have played and helped us. Thirty minutes does not hurt anybody, right? And I think that's. That's a dig. People were asking, is that a dig at the players? Is that a dig at the at the at the management? And I, I think um, Charlie puts it in right. So let's take a quick listen. Hopefully this, this this works out for us. But here we go. They should be winning things. The the stadium's incredible. The fans are incredible. Or, or barring winning things, you, competing can to I, win, can I just, competing to win things. Yeah, but they should be can, winning things, even past competing. And yeah. they're they're losing a union Omaha at home. Can I what? ask, do you think his comments, Michael Boxall, were pointed at teammates or at management? Management, 100%. You don't Teamm- think he's saying these guys no. asked not to play? No, no. That's, this is management. Okay. Because even if it were the player saying, I don't want to play, I the, player, the coaches are playing the players who don't want to play and who have made it known they don't want to play. So it's not on the players. It's on the management to one, you either pick players who are going to play, you inspire players to play, even though you feel like you shouldn't have to, as a coach, you're a man manager. Each player is different. You have to know how to get the most out of every single player and the collective. That's your responsibility. In some cases, you got to pick the right players and you have to inspire the right players. And then there's the tactics and the philosophy, whether you coach a player, develop a player. We saw what Brian Rodriguez's agent said, you don't come to MLS and develop. You come to play, and if you develop on your own, great, but you're not getting coached to technically develop and tactically develop. Some coaches can do that, some coaches can't. 
And I think that's the interesting part, right? Boom. I mean, like, you know, when I think I, I heard this uh, and um, there's a conversation and here's a question to our listeners and a question to to both of you for me is that I was like, because I saw this question being asked of, of Bruce and I was like, winning, what does winning look like, right? What is, what is your definition of winning? And my definition, just to give you a background is, well, one, winning games, two, winning important games, you know, uh, you know, quarterfinals, semis, right, conference finals, right, and 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 three, winning winning championships, right, um, whether that's a U.S. Open championship, whether that's um, CCL championship, whether that's the MLS uh, the, the MLS Cup, whether that is the Supporters Shield, those type of things are are what you want to aspire to, right, but um, I just don't don't understand. Like when people say, and other people say, it's like oh, it's been so. It's it's, it's not been the best, um, right? We we shouldn't be expecting these things out of our uh, out of our team at the moment. But I'm like, I think the U.S. Think- Open Cup is a, is is a is a good example of like when things are at, are obtainable to you, you should reach for them. Yeah, we're gonna start spinning on the same wheels, but six years further to go. Six years. It's if we're, if we're talking any other league in any other country, I mean, six years is a lifetime for a coach. I mean, especially in like Brasileiro, but even like in, in any European league, like you're lucky if you get two or three. And if you're not performing or underperforming, or even if you're average, you're lucky if you get a couple of years. I mean, just, I've said it all before. I don't need to repeat myself, but six years. And what I guess the new thing that I'll say is Keith out is one thing. But I think to, to what Charlie's point is there in, in, the, in that uh, comment, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the management, it's the FO. Like at this point with six years, Heath is like half the problem. E- even in an ideal scenario at this point, if we get rid of Adrian Heath and the structure of that front office stays the same, I'm not confident that a lot is going to change. So it's almost to the point where it all needs to be burned down and we need the Phoenix to rise from the ashes kind of thing. Like everybody's got to go not just the coach like Goyaz Limpeza. I don't know, Bridget, what, what are your thoughts in the, in the sense of what, what Charlie was saying? No, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, it's one thing he's been saying all season and his entire tenure that, um, you know, he just needs time to, to get them all to, you know, work together, get the right pieces in to work together. Uh, but he doesn't allow any of these players a chance to work together and, and make things work. Um, we cycled through, what, two favored strikers per season in the last six years. Um, the other players, you know, just get, you know, a carte blanche, like, here's your spot it's yours until you lose it. But then, um, you know, some players lose it just by not taking a shot. Some players lose it after, you know, five, 10, 20 games, Kelvo, um, (laughs) you know, missing a few things. Um, So it's, and we, we've said this from early on. Sure. He doesn't need to, um, tell everyone what his plan is, right? When he starts talking about the, the three-year plan and then the five-year plan, 
Um, and now we're just not mentioning, mentioning a plan. So they know that, you know, something's up there, but no, we don't need to know, you know, what his plans are tactically, what, you know, what the plan entails. Um, but <laughs> we have to see that there, there is a plan. And at this point, it's just kind of like, make it work. Let's just make it work. Like we didn't get the guys we wanted. This is what we have to work with. Let's make it work. Um, we were really excited about this guy. Let's bring him in. Oh, he missed a shot. He's going to sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Adrian Uno, $3 million on two players right. that are on the bench. I mean, <laughs> it seems like Uno and Amaria are doing horribly this season. But really, if you look at stats side by side for, I mean, Amaria obviously was not here last season. Um, COVID year, if you just forget about that because it's like 20 games or whatever compared to 34, uh, their numbers are actually like just as good as they were the seasons that they were number one for the entire season. It feels like they're not doing well right now because we hardly ever see them. Yep. One. Two, they're not being given as many opportunities and the ones that they've gotten just haven't been that flashy. Um, it seems like Reynoso's not doing as well this season. He's doing better than he has in seasons past, but, but yeah. um, uh, he's not, we know what to expect from him now. Like two years ago, Emmanuel's play was insane. And everyone's like, Oh my God, this is what we needed. This is what we've been wanting this whole time. And you know, it, that, the glamour kind of wears off. And so now he's, if you look at statistics, he's playing just as well as he, as he did um, in years past. Uh, we're just not getting as much from it. And from day one, we've looked at the club saying, you know, slow progress is fine. It's progress. Progress is progress. We're making progress. It's not time to, to cut anybody loose incrementally, yes, there has been some progress. We're, we're not giving up as many goals. We're not scoring as many, but we're also not shipping goals left and right. Um, so those numbers is kind of, the gap has closed a little bit. So sure, that's We've progress. gone from, lo from losing 3-0 to losing 1-0. Right, right. I mean, the 1-0. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, you know, when you have a defense like that, you don't, you don't need to be the team that scores five goals in a game every game you can get by with one and there that is kind of the the making it work it's about utility it's not about um you know we we don't have chicharito we don't have carlos vela we don't have castillos <laughs> um but you can still guy. win you can still win 1-0 and it's the same three points on the table as right. the as the teams that score 7-0 mm -hmm. or 7-3 or whatever utility is fine i mean it's fine but, you know, when you have one standard for one group of players and a different standard for a different group of players, and then you cannot articulate why, um, when questioned, you're, you're choosing to do the, these things, and, and you instead throw the players under the bus, of course they're tired. Like, are, and are you going to go out there and, I mean, did they play great against Omaha? No. Did they play great against New York? Obviously not. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's there's more to it than, you know, what these guys are doing on the pitch. And we know that they've had a couple team meetings. Right. Um, 
trying to kind of get stuff together. And we've seen this before. Uh, every Cowboys. season, I think there's been a, a team meeting yeah, a team where, or something where they like without a coach in the room where they try to figure out what they can do mm-hmm. to work around the system. And I, I, I think it's a good transition to bring to bring in the New York gang because I mean, you know, it's recent. It's fresh in our memories. It just happened yesterday. And I mean, let, to, to your point, Bridget, there, there were some positives. Um, I mean, Bongi starts. He looks pretty good. There's some good energy there. Wait, you said he looked good? <laughs> initially like initially, the first okay i mean 15 minutes the first 15 minutes was, I'll, I'll give you he that. was I'll the one who was running for the first yeah. 10 minutes yeah. so yeah yeah but but it, it's it's kind of like what you're saying though like at some point it's like we talk about they they kind of start to check out and they kind of start to uh just not be aware of themselves and Look, others yeah. and what's happening and i mean I, I gotta tell you like being in the supporter section i mean we can talk about our banner drop after this, which was a great thing. And it was great to see everybody, but I mean, man, the energy was dead. Like we, people were just, I mean, checked out as again, the only word I can think of by like the 30th minute, like who cared about what was happening in front of them? I raised my hand and say that I didn't like people were just, you know, you paid $20 to basically go and hang out with friends. And, and then there's a game in the background. It's not even the reason I'm there at this point. And, and I'm somebody from the, the team is going to hear this and they need to hear this from us. You know, I don't, don't take it from me, but take it from the other thousand of people that were there and didn't give a shit about what was happening in the match. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where we're at. I blame all the Real Madrid fans that showed up. Low key. Sorry, but it's frustrating. Like I, I go to these matches now. Like I expect this to be a loss. I, the fact that it was one nil fine, but why am I here? Like I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch I'm going to watch these other players from other teams dunk on Minnesota United. That That's not cool. That's not why I don't necessarily want to be there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that that's one thing too. It's just, it's just that I think when, uh, when, when we got there and, and this is the episode, this is the, the, the um, Isa, Isa invited her, her boyfriend. So it was me, the boyfriend and Isa. And the boyfriend is the first time they've ever been to like a soccer game, right? And so like it's really cute watching them to like Isa teach them about certain things and then get excited about other things. Uh, but overall, like the first 10 minutes, it's always like the first 10, 15 minutes. We show what the potential of this team can be. And then that energy and that sense of urgency just kind of either the other team figures it out, is able to contain it more, or we just, we just, some players coast, start coasting. And, 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 and I'm not trying to say that that's everybody. I'm just trying to say that it looks like it feels that it's British players that are coasting on a certain time. And I get it, right? Like it's not for city, but those two opportunities between was it six minute or whatever it was, um, well, we had two clear chances to score and take a lead. I I tweeted out, I said, oh, I hope this this doesn't, that, that we don't regret this later. And and we did, right? Because those would have been extremely helpful um, uh, down the line. And and credit to, you know, to New York, uh, you know, I tweeted out, uh, you know, I shouldn't be this conflicted when a Peruvian scores, but I was, <laughs> I extremely was, because I was like, 
because like I have my kid asking, it's like, hey, isn't that Alexander Kayans? I was like, yeah, that's Alexander. Isn't he Peruvian? I was like, yeah, he's Peruvian. It was coming. <laughs> like we we could all feel it. Like it just happened I mean, to be him in the right place is, at the right time. Always but... been thing, and it's just overall, like you know, I, I just the the lack of urgency and need just somewhat just dissipates, right? And I think mm-hmm. people see that. Also, the referee didn't help some of the calls and some of the non-calls and whatever and that, but that's just part of the game, right? And it just felt that the the that as much effort as you want to put in, right? If you want to see effort and you can say your, your players are, are putting in the effort, effort's not going to guarantee you a successful season. <laughs> like, no, not at all. No, and so that, that's what it comes down to right now is like, you know, there's there's a sentiment from from the fan base, there's a sentiment from other folks that there needs to be either this resurgence of of uh, energy or resurgence of urgency, um, and, or or we, something else needs to needs to happen. And I think right now, at the time of the season, we're like at almost halfway point in the season, right? I mean, I think that's it's about usually a third, where, yeah. You know, uh, we're going into international break that we'll talk about. Um, but overall, it's just you know something needs to do that. And hopefully, Metanier coming back after the the international break will help us solidify some of that. But there's also some pieces that we need to figure out. Like when Bongi comes out, what do we do? Right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is the first game. I don't know, probably since the signing of Amaria, that we had both our DP forwards on the same pitch for more than 10 minutes right i think you're right and so <laughs> like and and having lud drop into the to the midfield like really opened up some other options as of, as of passing and i think that was to me was interesting to see it was just the, the again the lack of finishing the lack of always trying to cross the ball i mean i want someone to dribble into the box and do that but at the same time it's like we will always be in games because of Dane St. Clair. And that's just a straight yes. pass for now on. Thank you. I was, I was going to mention that too. Yes, he, he deserved a shout out. He played it off the wall like he normally does. Um, definitely could have been a much higher score. So good and good on DSC. And so, and so did the New York goalkeeper, Johnson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. 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 He, like Indeed. that double save that he had that should have been a goal. That yep. was like, very you know, end. Like, yeah. Like, that, was, that was impressive. That, that was impressive. I'll, I'll shout out my guy, Majuku. Um, he was so much fun to watch. I mean, uh, there's this weighted pass he 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 sends to, I think it was to, to Tati, I mean, from midfield, and it just lands at dude's feet. Like <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's like, get out of here. Oh, it's so pretty. And then and then and this, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I'm gonna say it. Tati Castellanos is the biggest flopper in this damn league. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't deny that. I, I'm, and, I'm just talking like, about this this pass. I know, I know, and spectacular. I know. He, he had he had, he had a great game, like, uh, um, but like Tati Castellanos, I swear, is like, like if you were to put Neymar and him in the same boat, like I think Tati, <laughs> Tati, Tati flops more, and I fish, think it's fish just, on the flopping around on the frustrating. It's frustrating to be able to watch someone who gets the golden boot and right, and then th- this is how they do it, and I'm just like, and I was like, and 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 it's just frustrating to watch someone like that because I feel that. I know what they're trying to do, what they've been trained to do, and I know it works, but at the same time, just play the game. 
Mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to say is, man, he he has that. I don't know if you guys remember this blast. I, I clocked it in like the 50-something minute, 57, 6, something like that. Uh, hits the post. And that ball came straight at me. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna hit me in the face. <laughs> um, he he is fun to watch. He he, I forget sometimes how tall he is. He's taller than me. I think he's like six one or six two. And um, Peterson Roberto was mentioning just watching him work and watching him. It doesn't look like he's he's running very fast, but he has like these swan legs and he covers so much ground so quickly. Yeah. But I think it's, it's hard for like, I mean, I think Coleman was covering him at one time and he's just like, Oh, I'll, I'll match this guy. And then he takes like two steps and he's way past him. He's like, how did that happen? Cause he's got these just like giraffe legs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought DJ Taylor had a good, decent game. Like he had a hard job trying to yeah. figure out with all the, all the defenders running at him, all the attackers running at him. I mean, from, and I, it, you know, I enjoy watching Maxi play. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things because I, I cheer for short guys because I'm a short guy, right? And I'm like, and so like you got the the Lelucha Costas, you got the Maxis of the world, right? Uh, the Darwin Quinteros of the world, who were all short people who can still play it and do that. And I, I like what I like Maxi, um, but um, but overall, like it was it was you know once that goal was scored, you knew what was going to happen. Where you're gonna get a low block, and they're gonna to try to try to do just try to counter. And there were several opportunities in which they were uh, almost successful. I think the yeah. bossy had a good stop, right? Even Sinclair on a one v one came out and was able to deflect the ball. I mean, like, how is how is Dan oh, yeah. not not your man of the match for I... the, the the Twitter folks? Like, I did not understand he was like, yeah, apparently. I think they're finally hearing the Dane should not be your man of the match every single game. And they just quit nominating him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're referring option. to. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you heard this where you were at Rodrigo, but we were close enough to it. That, that one V one that hits him, that hit him square in the neck. And, and it sounded like it was like right in front of us. Like we heard that skin slap and we're just like, Oh, ouch. <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean he had a he had a really good game. The one goal that he could, he got in, I mean, props to him. I one of my favorite things that Dane did is Dane went out and punched the ball. He did that twice. He punched the ball out, and then he went out and contested another ball to punch out, and then he took Tati Castellanos out, and that was my favorite thing. Of course, like I saw him flip and then land, and then like he's grabbing his back and then his ankle. And then his oh calf. yeah, that was on the opposite <laughs> end, wasn't it? Where we kind of like spun yeah, around the yeah, air a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so like, and as Dane was standing up, he's like, "Sorry, man. Sorry, did not mean to do that." <laughs> but no, I, I, if if I would have been Dane, I would have loved to just have been like just stay down. He just you know like just... throw the ball and just look at him and be like, "What?" It's like he did his job. He came out and get the ball. You yeah. wanted to contest it. That's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there it is. I mean. We talked about the NYC FC players and DSC, and that that kind of wraps it up, I guess. One nil. Yeah, I, I mean, L. overall, like losing one nothing to like the 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 current champion is, is not a bad thing, but I think it's just uh, a lot of a lot. I could hear a lot of people in the stadium booing at one point. Uh, there's as, frustration as all along. And there's a lot of it's, frustration, it's like, not only yeah. in the fan base, but I also say within the team as to what's going Correct. on because right now the level of inconsistency is the most consistent thing with this team. And I yep. think that's probably the frustrating thing for everyone is that I'm sure like, uh, I don't know if anyone got a chance to, and this is what you miss. And I'm being on Twitter 
um, Eric, is Andy Greeter had a spaces uh, right literally after the Omaha watch, like a La Omaha game, like a day after, and like he didn't expect it to 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 be this civil, and it was very civil. But there was these conversations about what the management is doing, conversations about Amaria and Unu and all these different things. But I I love that when I was watching this because I was listening to it, like there were you know. There's Callum was listening in, Durkee was listening in, and then at the very end you Good. have the MLS realtors listening into this whole conversation where like the fans were actually having a conversation with Andy uh, uh, about just you know some of the other things good. that were doing, and it was it was a good atmosphere, and it was I liked it that they kept it civil, right? Because I could like if Zella would have jumped in, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that would have been like, yeah, I'm gonna cut this off, and then eventually you know it was funny because Wes was driving around. And he found out um, that it was going on and he ju- kind of jumped to listen. And the last thing they talked about was just what was going to happen now with Aurora that day. And that was just one of those things that just is the great tidbit. But yeah. The thing is, we need Zeller, though. Like Zeller is, is an ambassador for many of us, just like we are for others as well. I mean, yes, no, obviously. Zeller is, Zeller is a catalyst. Zeller is a catalyst. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. We, we, we occupy a certain space as well, having this podcast and whatnot, whether you know, 10 people or a hundred people. I, listen, I don't but, have anything but none... evil to say about the Daves. And I, I, I think that's, that's not, no, what, not I'm at all. what I'm saying. I'm, is I'm like... just saying that his, his voice and his points are, are valid and represent more than himself, yep. which, yeah, which right. is, which is us as well. I, I agree that his points and his views and the, and, and the Daves have a, have a much a better understanding and they've been on this boat about uh, management for a while. And, and I totally get that. And I respect what they're saying. And, and I agree to, to a certain degree. Um, you know what what they're asking for but i also feel like if Would you want changed. to have access yeah if you want to have access and if you want to be able to like in the aspect of like how like andy was doing or like we were doing with spaces after a game for a while right like mm-hmm. you would have people come in and they want to be able to talk about things and given yeah. that opportunity for the fan base to do that and communicate specifically with people who we see are writing about something that we are um, at this point, someone's still passionate about then, <laughs> someone. <laughs> um, we we need to, you know, it, it, it's important. So I think that's that's one of the things that I that I wanted to just kind of point out is those are the things that are important. Just as as, sure. as we are in in the in the atmosphere of the soccer podcast in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything to wrap up on, Bridget? From all that, <laughs> it's a lot. I know. Nope. <laughs> right on. Um, I don't know if we want to cover really quickly any of these MLS scores. If anything really stands nope. out to you all, Montreal gets a win. That's good. Nope. Rodrigo says keep moving. Um, I would just basically say that, you know, tables are as we would expect. AFC number one, Dallas two, Salt Lake jumped to three. Um, Minnesota currently out of the playoff situation right now, but there's like three teams with 18 points. So, I mean, it's still very early. Uh, NYCFC, Philly, Montreal lead in the East. I think we can wrap it there, hit some other stuff. So we hopefully we don't get a two-hour Dave's podcast here. And so we'll take a break. Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to 
the second half of the Minnesota football show where we will be tackling uh, and maybe not getting red card red carded for some of uh, the uh, international news contents that we will be uh, bringing to you. Um, but let's start off with uh, some some. Um, what are we starting with, Eric? I totally like uh, EPL decision. It's all wrapped oh. up. So uh, yeah, we, everything finished last week. We had the the, the photo finish between uh, Man City and Liverpool, both winning. Uh, I think I don't know if you guys got this in or not. Uh, we did. We I thought you got it in. We were recording it, and then we had the, as it was going on. We had the sigh of my, the podcast. Yes, that's right. That was a beautiful name, by the way. You, you nailed that one. So good job. Yeah. So Man City, my ninety-three, Liverpool ninety-two. Uh, Chelsea yeah, Spurs that, run out. Yeah, that's got a sting. I swear. Run out your. Uh, <laughs> Bridget's just gonna shake her head. Right. So close. Everyone, Bridget walked off the podcast, threw her headphones in the air, just went to go pet the cat, and said, "F these two people. We're just, yeah. I'm just out of here." I'm, I'm just reading stats here, man. I'm not I'm no opinion. Uh, Arsenal and Man United occupy your uh, your Europas with West Ham in a playoff spot at seven. Then you kind of skim down. Uh, we knew Everton were going to su- survive. The big news is, of course. Uh, Leeds win and Burnley lose, so that gives them the edge to stay up afloat. So I, there was there was a great video of, of Jesse Marsh partying with the guys in the locker room with a beer in hand and giving them the the, the pep talk and all that good stuff. So good to see he he survives. Do, uh, do, so do you ahead. think Jesse Marsh is one of those coaches that like will have a beer with you and then he'll make sure that you get an Uber ride home? Yeah, he sounds like that guy. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I just love the fact that he, he's from Racine, Wisconsin, which isn't too terribly far from like where my in-laws are at. It's, just, it's kind of a trip. Well, Racine um, is a trip, though. <laughs> you been there? Yeah, and I also met people who say it's Milwaukee. So, okay. Uh, so Burnley, Watford, Norwich. We knew those. The last two were going to go down. Burnley, Burnley's the one that joins them. Um, so there it is. And then shortly thereafter, no surprise here really that. Uh, uh, a player that Jesse March coached when they were at uh, New York Red Bull, who is now at the other Red Bull. Uh, he's coming. He's coming to Leeds. It's Brendan Aronson. Uh, got the Leeds transfer. $30 million, I believe, is what we're thinking about, which, I mean, I guess get paid, yo. Um, good for him. How many other uh, former Marsh U.S. nationals are, are going to come? Do you think Do you think he makes a pull for Pulisic and tries to get, like, U.S. men's national team slash Leeds United all thrown together? <laughs> how, how much is this going to go? How, how far is this going to extend, Bridget? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if he tries for that. I'd, I don't really see Pulisic going over there, but or he'll try. Yeah, yeah. Well, good on him. Um, I'll do a really quick Libertadores blast here. We don't need to spend a lot of time because we are now out right. of the groups. But Before uh, you do that, yeah. do we want to – can someone explain to me how the, the EPL championship works? So whoever wins the final ends up going to gets, – gets promoted or is it the top three teams? Oh, you're talking about the championship, like the yeah. second tier. It, yeah. it, it is, yeah. So – well, maybe maybe Bridget can fill in. I, I think I think whoever's in the championship, both of those teams get get promoted regardless of who wins, right? I I, I didn't get that one in. Yeah, it's the the top three are promoted. 
So, so the playoffs the, don't really the playoffs finals. Do they really matter? Because today tonight was well, they, today was the Nottingham Forest versus Huddersfield. So, I just well, someone know. has to someone has to win the win the trophy, the trophy. For, for the league, right? So you you get your trophy, but then you also get promoted. So. So yeah, even so if both you don't of those win guys the, move up. If you don't, yeah, even if you don't win the trophy, you can't. You come in second, but you're still getting promoted. Okay, I'm. I'm just still. I'm. I'm super confused. But it's, wait it's, a minute. I'm. Trying, I'm looking at the thing here. Because like in the standings right now, you have Fulham. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Fulham what I was checking and too. Huddersfield, and then Nottingham Forest. But today was also the last day. Today was the final. So then, like, I... Forest won. Right. <laughs> we're then, gonna like, need some help. <laughs> first, okay. I was like, I was like, I don't. Someone explain to me like I'm five year old. Okay, Please. I, I haven't we'll just, looked we'll at the. That. We'll I haven't looked that. at the schedule, so I don't. I don't really follow it that closely. And I, yeah, me neither. Yeah, but, so I don't know how that actually yeah, worked out. Yeah, sorry. I thought that I thought that how it worked out was that the first. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So if that's how the schedule is working okay. out today, I so don't know. What to just say. make sure that we 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 cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Totally we're we're working like, we're working through it in real time. I'm looking like, at like, so. So Nottingham Nottingham Forest for sure are promoted. I'm, I've got that right here. Right, but don't, do you look at the standings or you look at the final of the playoffs? That's my. I'm question. getting there, working on it. Um, Fulham scored ninety points. I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're back as well. But then what happens to the other top four? You know what I mean? Like that's what I don't get. So, anyways. Okay. Ful- Fulham and Bournemouth have clinched promotion. Fulham won the championship title. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, because they got more points. But what's the playoff for then? Okay. Huddlesfield Town and Nottingham Forest now battle it out for the championship playoff. So that that's your third place right there. So Nottingham won that match, right? So they're the third team. Okay. So they're the third team. So there you go. All right. See? Crushed it. Wow. Live. Do it live. Woo. Do it live. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something else. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. No, not that we fixed that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ever seen um, you, you guys ever seen uh, Little Big League? Yes. Long time. Long okay. Time. So I introduced uh Issa's boyfriend to Little Big League because he's a baseball player, right? So there's a scene in Little Big League where it's a big playoff game and the kid has to do his homework and he can't figure out the answer. And then the whole team gathers around and figures out the answer together. It's a really funny part. That's what we just did. We just figured out the answer. We all as a team work together and figure out the answer. Shout out to Go the team. League. Go team. Team um, MN football show. All right, Libertadores, very briefly. There, there were just some big scoring matches, so I'll just point those out. Uh, group A, MLX from Ecuador, like, showed up big time. A 7-0 just smackdown of Independiente Petrolero, like, Yikes. Uh, this one was interesting. Like, I, I went and watched the highlights because I'm like, it's, it's always it, – for me, it's interesting to see how these goals are going to land. And so I think it was like maybe – I remember it was one or two nil at halftime. It wasn't that much. And then it just exploded in second half, like five goals, just like back to back to back. I think one guy got a hat trick. It was just all over the place. Uh, Palmeiras also put up a four nil – or four one win, rather, over Deportivo oh. Tachira. You want to talk about hat tricks? How Go about ahead. a double hat trick? 
That was, was the that, River, uh, River Plate. R- Alianza River Plate. Lima. Yeah, yep. That was an eight to one that Rodrigo was referring to. There were lots of goals. It's like the Zeller always puts it out. If you like goals, you should be watching Libertadores and exactly. Sulamani Cutter. Yeah. There's lots of goals. <laughs> a double hat trick. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a double hat trick live. I think all, all the Alianza Lima fans should be thankful that they witnessed history. I, I mean, what do you do at that point? You just kind of applaud them, right? Like, okay. You're like, well, yeah, you're like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. You start cheering for River Plate. That's what you start doing. That's what you start you do. doing. Just be like, make it nine. Make it nine. Make it nine. nine. Double digits. Double digits. <laughs> um, and then also there. So uh, Atletico Paranaense also put up five. Five to one against Caracas. So, I mean. We're, we're almost into like 20 goals in like three games. There were plenty more. It's, there, was, there was lots of freaking goals this round. Um, Libertad 4-1 over the strongest. So that's all to say that we got clarity. Um, always ready, unfortunately, did not move on. Um, but so going into the, the round of 16 knockouts, your teams are I'll – just, I'll just do the actual matches because they got paired up as well. So you have like leaders on one side and then your second tier on the other. But it looks like this. Um, Atlético Paranaense got Libertad, Deportes Tolima get Flamengo, Belez get River Plate. That'll be a fiery Argentine match there. Uh, Emelec, Atlético Mineiro, uh, Cerro Porteño, Palmeiras, Talleres, Colón, Corinthians, Boca, Fortaleza, Estudiantes. There is your octavos. And wow, I would Corinthians, z- Boca, that's going to be fun. That's- that's exactly the one that I was going to get to, Rodrigo. Oh, Thank you, because this is a team. These these teams were both in the same group. Right. They're going to go go at it again. And this is, if you'll recall, where the racists were in the stadium in right. Sao Paulo that the cops found and took out and arrested. So that all that gets to happen again. <laughs> I can't wait. No, though that Velez River Plate. I'm, I hope like. Again, we have like a fan with a drone with a sign against management, and then the players take it down and just stomp the drone down. That mm-hmm. would be cool to see again. But hey, that's yep. your uh, Copa Libertadores. That's what it is. It's like it's, that's what you it's gonna be watch. a wild ride. And I think some of these are pretty easy to predict, but there's always gonna be a surprise. I mean, MLEC are flying really high right now, so I would not count them out. I mean, Atletico Mineiro, very very difficult team, current Brasileirão champions. So. I don't know. That's that's a that's a big toss up for me. Um, yeah, I have no idea. There's there's going to be a couple surprises though, so I'm anxious to see uh, you know who's going to be that Cinderella story that breaks through. Cool. Uh, well, speak, speaking of racists, here we go. This week in racism, um, this one is in the Copa Sudamericana. Uh, Independiente from Argentina played Serra in Brazil, and there was some fool that you know do, doing monkey noises is is like. One thing that th- this idiot decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take this up a level. I'm going to kick the racism up a notch and actually hops down like on the kind of a track surrounding the field and decides to actually act out the Makaku, like jumping around, making the noises. And of course there's like multiple cameras on him as we've alluded to on this program many times. And it's just, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with it. I, I, I don't know if he had, I, I don't know what the consequences were that came out of this. I'll have to like go back and see if he was arrested or if there was uh, anything that happened. But again, these 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 idiots that don't think that they're gonna be filmed and it just keeps I, happening. I think this is this. We were having a conversation up here. This is the thing that yeah. I love about this. Like, we're in a we're in a uh, society in at a stage where like people are more accepting of this understanding that this is unacceptable. 
and it's also technology wise everyone has cameras now so like you you can buy like a like a 20 dollar phone that still has a camera that can record better than what what my mega my 10 point megapixel camera was 10 years ago right yeah I mean, not like, even like five years ago exactly right <laughs> and so like i so said like so this guy decides to level up instead of and, and do, do the dance i was like that's great i was like i love it because people are going to get busted and then they're going to look like 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 the, the fools that they are and the racist people that they are and then hopefully you know action comes that they're banned for life because that's usually what happens right you, you mm-hmm. do something stupid you're banned for life so here we go yeah and, and i'm not trying to make a like a an equivalency thing here or not but i mean a lot of this as we've been tracking has been coming from argentine teams and the argentine primera so it's just like you know ifa has got to like do something say something like start taking it a little more seriously because i mean it's there like i mean it's all laid out clearly that this is happening with their supporters i mean it's not necessarily like it's not their teams but it's their supporters you know and it's just it's kind of similar to the um when we talked about all the, uh, or still continue to talk about the Mexican Federation and the chant and everything like that, it's like, you get, you're going to get pushed to a certain point where you have to take some kind of action or, you know, something's going to break, something's going to happen. So speaking about know. something happening, that's a good transition. Do you want to talk about mm. the, the Europa Conference League uh, final yeah. violence? <laughs> I had to first remind myself what the Europa Conference League was. <laughs> Just start there. Wait, it it, it 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 isn't it isn't just a hashtag. Oh, I thought that's what it's it was. not. It, it, it's like the uh, the third. So below champions Europa, it's number three. Is where it lands. Would you um, play for for a eight by twelve banner? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> some some really good bread, <laughs> fresh baked bread. That's awesome. <laughs> some really good sandwiches. Uh, yeah, yeah. I total. I totally so, play for that. Everyone, everyone gets their own baguette to bring home. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Crunchy warm baguette. Baguette championship. <laughs> that's heard, gotta heard be it a here cup. first. Oh my god, that's here first. It's called a baguette here. championship. Oh, can we get uh, can we get French Meadow Bakery to sponsor? Oh my Let's god. go. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, so anyway, yeah, th- this happened in um, what country? In Albania. So Albania is hosting. Roma, that would be uh, one uh, Jose Mourinho's Roma. And Feyenoord, this is their championship. And I, I think Roma actually wins the match. I can't remember. Um, but that's not even the, the narrative here. The story is that people were just throwing down before, during, and after the match. Um, we had 60 arrested across both supporters of Roma and, and Feyenoord. Uh, apparently, 19 police officers were also injured, which is something you don't often hear that it spilled off so so far that the cops were hurt. Um, and, I, and I guess it was just mass chaos. And somewhere somewhere within all of that madness, a match happened. So I, I think that's kind of the vibe. Um, which which is a good transition into the Champions League final yesterday. There's There's been a lot of uh, sad, sad violence here with football in, in the past, like, couple days um before the match this match is supposed to kick off at, at 2 p.m our time and i checked in and they're like oh they didn't even say it at first they're like, oh the match is going to be delayed i'm like oh that's fine it's probably a weather thing or whatever <laughs> and then it starts moving on social media it's like oh it's not weather 
<laughs> Bridget, do you wanna you wanna take yeah, it? The not yeah, weather. Someone, someone, tell me exactly what happened. Like, well, we, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, yes, it was delayed because there were still Liverpool fans, like a lot, outside the stadium waiting to get in. Um, they tried to say that it was Liverpool fans were late, uh, and and throwing things off, but in reality, uh. The crowd control was horrendous. Um, and from videos I've seen, uh, there were a lot of choke points, a lot of um, some really what could have been really unsafe situations. And I mean, this is coming just weeks after the anniversary of Hillsborough. Um, so, so there was a bit of uh, some people were having some flashbacks there, but uh, police were involved. Um, they treated it like riot control. All these people just trying to get into the stadium, um, pushed up against fences, showing their tickets, trying to show that they are supposed to be there. Uh, and police were, were macing people. Um, tear gas came out at some point. Um, lots of photos of, of injuries and just dangerous overall. Um, there, there were children like there was that there was that yeah. one video i mean she couldn't have been more than like 12 years old just blasted in the face with with mace with pepper spray yeah yeah looked um, terrible heard a story about a, a a kid being like pushed up against a turnstile and and crying and it was other fans who were able to like pick her up and move her um up and out of the way uh media trying to get video of this were pepper sprayed um mm. Uh, there was one who said they were brought like into the security booth and told that they couldn't leave until they had deleted all of the video and photos oh, of damn. the situation. Wow. Um, and even like bad enough that UEFA security supposedly like stepped in at some point and was like, okay, this, this isn't how this should be handled. Oddly enough on the Real Madrid end of the stadium, everyone got in just fine and on time and that end was full there were people uh, jumping the jumping the thing though. I mean, I, I saw a couple of Madrid fans that were like hopping up and you know spilling over the gate. Yeah, because there was there, it was either that or get crushed against the fence. I mean, there, yeah, I suppose. like it, yeah, it wasn't great at that end either. But and it, and it um, wasn't like it's a small fence. Like you literally had to climb that. Yeah, it was like a 20, 25 foot fence exactly. that they're climbing over, because they it was either <clears throat> it was either that or get like maced by the cops. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say this. I've been to that stadium. I, I was there when it first opened in, in 98 for the World Cup. Um, there wasn't even a match going on. I just, I just kind of wanted to like tour it and check it out because right. it's brand new and really was, flashy was and your, cool or whatever. Was this one of your high school air quote things that you were supposed to be doing? Sure was, buddy. You put that one together. Yes, indeed. You I was to the I was in, for class. I was yeah. in class. Big air quotes. <laughs> I was studying um, the architecture. That's right. That's right. Um, but the one thing I do remember, I mean, we got in, but the the security perimeter on that thing, I, I was just mulling it over in my head, even with just like a limited force there, because there wasn't even a match. Like I said, I was like, man, if if this was full of, of cops or security, this this could be nasty because because it, it's deep, like you have to walk, you know, you get again big air quotes into the stadium as you all now saw through those gates but then you walk i mean you walk like mm, i don't know quarter mile still before you're in the actual stadium so there's all of that space that can be occupied by security and cops which is just like 
a nightmare scenario. So yeah. Yep. It's rough. I mean, what yeah, what else can we do besides just talk about that, you know, it was just um Real Madrid won one nothing and they did. Uh, I mean it was all Liverpool for I don't know, the first forty or so minutes. Um not not without their chances. I mean, Salah gets some chances. Uh, Mane has that blast. And you got to give credit, dude. Like, we, we were doing to DSC. Like, Courtois played out of his freaking mind. Like, that dude was everywhere. I mean, there's a reason, I guess. He's, he's, I think he's the number one keeper in the world. And what? We know why. He is? I think, yeah. I think so. Oh. He's up that. there. Yeah. I just think overall, just, you know, it's – um in this house, it was weird because we don't really, we're not really a supporters of Liverpool nor Real Madrid. But I think because um, at one point this house was mostly Barca supporters, they were like, "Yeah, let's not make sure Real Madrid does not do what they need to do." And so, I, I unfortunately, they were able to do <laughs> what they were supposed to do. And I mean that 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 cross all the way to the second post. Yeah, I just I don't know how much how much better I, you could do that. So. I think that was a shot, my guy. I think Valverde was you going for the shot. Valverde, yep. okay. Yep, and, and I think Vinicius just like saw him go for that hit. He was just he just like kind of jetted out there a little bit, and it was just like ping pong. Like he just had to put his foot out to redirect it. That was it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I just you know, I feel for for Liverpool fans because I've been in situations where like. You get there and you just can't. You do everything you can and it just doesn't go for you. So, Bridget, how are you feeling? It was a rough one. Uh, kind of thankful I wasn't able to watch much of. Okay. This game. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Peter Rabbit with my niece. How? Oh, that? see, it's that actually is it's strategy. actually pretty good. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, that is she a didn't, good strategy. Like she couldn't decide what she wanted to watch, so I just started channel surfing and there was peter rabbit and i thought is this well, the one where the pe- with the rabbit actually poops out jelly beans uh <laughs> yes i believe so oh sweet i haven't seen that one yet <laughs> it's good i liked it so i mean what what's amazing is this is their 14th champions league win which is just out of this world and and i i think i put up a graphic on the instagram of just there's so many of freaking Real Madrid crests from like <laughs> 1950 to present. Like I didn't realize that there had been that many. Like I think they're in the lead by far. Like there's not even close to 14 right now. Yeah. Um. So you know, good on them. Congrats. They're um, annoying though. So we had we no, had Real Madrid fans stand in, sit in front of us that, like, I had a good feeling that they weren't um, supposed to sit in front of us. And then so, but then the guy took out his Real Madrid fan, fan flag, and then I, and then one of the guys looked at me and I stared at him, and I just like dad stared him, and he kind of just like, kind of tapped his friend, and then like the flag kind of went down to his lap. And I, <laughs> I, I have to, I find myself separating the the dark past, which is very dark, to where they are now as a majority you know, supporter owned club, it's similar to like the Bundesliga. It's like with that, the 51% thing. Right. So they do, they have a voice at the table, uh, supporters, you know, have that control. Uh, key pieces of the, of the Celeso are on this team. I mean, Casimiro is, is the driver 
Um, right. I, I still I still love him. I think he's a phenomenal, that's phenomenal just, Yeah, I just, you know. And then and then Vinicius is like he he was atrocious like the first couple of years and now he's just like blown up and and the other Rodrigo is there as well no, no, and no, I mean no. I, the worst Rodrigo is over there. Better <laughs> Rodrigo <laughs> but I want these guys to tear it up in the World Cup and and, and and if this helps you know this gets Vinicius that confidence to just be like blowing by fools and like not he be so dependent Vinny, on right? Neymar then great he does yeah. He goes with Vinny, yeah, that's cool. So I mean, you know, I, I take I take that glass half full. You know, they're, they're not responsible for for Franco and all that other garbage that happened back, you know, over over a quarter or a half century ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I look at it like that. All right, so let's on. move on to what's happening. Uh, what with the CAF final the, on Monday, right? Yeah, on Monday, Alahi and Widad Casablanca should be a good one. You've got you said you got Peruvians right on that Alahi team that are probably going to yeah. be doing their thing. That should be fun. Um, John, what's his name? Oh, friend. Um, um, what is the? Uh, I'll talk about it some other time. But yeah, anyways, let's move because I totally forgot about it. So You're talking about Justin Paul. No, no. You're talking about oh, okay. Because this this one kind of we we had this one in the uh, we had this one in our Slack before he mentioned it too. So we're doubling up. So thank you, patron Justin. Uh, this is the the Bulgaria thing. Um, I I don't even know how to set this thing up. It's kind of wild. Do you want to take it, Rodrigo? Do you remember this or Bridget? So this this happens in Bulgaria. Um, uh, I might just read it. So the the there. The first division, Sarko Selo, nicknamed the Sars. Uh, they're a Sofia-based team founded in 2016 after Russian Sars. Um, blah, 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 blah. This might give you how Stone feels about autocratic rule. That's the coach. Keep that mind, name in mind. Stone Monolov. So the Sars need a win on the final day of the season to avoid relegation. Um, and they're granted a PK in the 96th minute. The game is tied 1-1. So Lokomotiv Sofia... Uh, with your with locomotive Sofia, sorry. So Yusufa Yafa is setting up to take the PK when Stone, the coach, stomps onto the pitch and insists that a different player, uh, Kavdansky, takes the kick. And 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 has Yafa, the guy that was gonna take the kick, removed off the field by security, which is like yikes. <laughs> the guy that's supposed to take the PK. And he botches it. <laughs> and I think they ultimately end up losing the match. <laughs> so, what do you say, Coach Rodrigo? Is, is that a Rodrigo move? <laughs> totally, totally. That's a. I, I practice that with my ten-year-olds all the time. <laughs> you, you practice calling security to take off your PK kicker. <laughs> no, it, it's funny. Like sometimes when I'm coaching, like, like, like especially on goal kicks, like. Like technically, are, are, are the keepers supposed to kick the ball? But then sometimes mm. kids can't get it out of the box, right? And so then it gives the opportunity for the other team just to bounce right in. And so then I'm like, "You kick, take the goal kicks," and they're like, "Why?" And they're like, "And then, and then, and then, you know, I let them make their choices sometimes." And so they make the choice, and they go, "Oh yeah, that's why." And they're like, "Oh yeah, so you take the goal kicks." But regardless, speaking of of blown PKs, uh. Friend uh, Johan from Sweet, uh, um, let me know that Peruvian Sergio Pena won the Swedish Cup final with Malmo FF against Hammerby, but Pena did, however, miss a penalty in the game. So, 
I, I wanted to give you the headline of that, which is spectacular. I skipped over it. So the, the headline of, of that Bulgarian thing is Bulgarian soccer owner sets the new standard for self-sabotage. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, that's a funny note to end on. Uh, yep. Yep. That's that. That'll I, do I it. I think. I don't. I don't have Very anything nice. else except for the except for the <laughs> red. I want that red loons. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Nintendo Nintendo lookalike cartridge. Yeah, thing. I I got in just in time to help deploy that thing yesterday before the uh for the match actually started. Uh, I think the story goes and and Roberto and and Bennett and those guys can tell it better. I know, but it it has existed for at least over a year, maybe two. It might have been even done before. Uh, COVID and all that stuff. So it's yeah, been I sitting. Think, I think he tweeted that it's been like two and a half years or something like right, that. Right, right. There you go. So it's been sitting for a while. Um, peeps are just trying to figure out an ideal time to get it out. And with legendary uh, Brazilian defender, Pedro Roberto back in town, took it sounded like a good opportunity. Yeah. So we did it. Yeah, I saw Pedro cool. Roberto at the Aurora game too. That was a good conversation. Got to see the, sure was. the Aurora tattoo. That, that that's right. That. Yeah. He was he was he was trying not to itch it because you can't itch your fresh tats, and he's like, "Oh God, I want to just dig at it." <laughs> he's asking. He was asking for lotion. Who's got some aloe lotion? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you, Rodrigo Bridget, as usual. Thank you, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Patreon is rolling. We thank you, new patron, uh, Mr. Paul. We, uh, yeah, it's it's great because people can throw in suggestions, which we will definitely put in here. You can also do get us on social media as well with uh, questions and comments and and suggestions and things like that. But Patreon is the patreon.com backslash MN Football Show, and thank you for your support. We appreciate you. And yeah, everybody have a good week, and uh, we'll do it again. Man, it was super warm and hot yesterday. It was there was a lot of activities not too far away here at George Floyd Square. Um, all that happened too. We didn't even mention that. That's like a whole nother topic. Um, but it's beautiful and all cooled off now. So it's like a good, good time for a bike ride. Yeah. Like literally yesterday, I would have traded another NYCFC goal for like a 10-minute breeze in that stadium. Yeah, I'll, you I'll guys tell you were this. like in direct sunlight for yeah. first half, weren't you? Yeah. It was like the and no air whatsoever. The was- the nine fifteen bike ride and and crossing the uh, Marshall Lake Bridge was perfect. Like that was. The I, perfect I bet that was. Down. Yep. I bet that was. I feel sorry for anyone who biked in a black shirt <laughs> on the <laughs> way to the game. Oh my gosh, yeah. that must have been super bad. But no, I mean like gross. when I when like literally imagine being in a locker room like that's that stankiness and body heat. That's what it felt like when there was no wind, and I was not happy about that. So. Um, stank stank is a keyword i i can confirm (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone everyone have a good 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 sunday see you guys uh next week and um keep on uh knowing what loons play somebody i think they're in new england so we we'll see what happens there keep on mutu watch all the other uh soccer podcasts minnesota baseball and just 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 jump on the mutu watch bandwagon just do it Coach Matt's yeah. behind it. Everyone at the Futures is. And more Aurora. We'll get lots more Aurora now. That'll be fun. All right. All right. Talk Ciao. to you guys later.